Hey, what's up everybody? In today's episode, we are taking a deep dive into all things demos. How do I get more demos booked if I'm a software company or a SaaS product? Or maybe if you're selling some kind of service or your service-based business, how do I get more calls on the calendar, more strategy sessions, more consultations? So today I'm walking through probably the most overlooked approach to getting calls on your calendar from your website. My name is John Aiken. I'm the CEO of Web Canopy Studio and this this is the Website Conversion Show. Hey everybody, what's up? This is John Aiken. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about demos and I want to talk about booking calls. Uh, specifically from your website. It's one of the most difficult things for companies to do. I hear all the time from when people come to uh, to have some kind of consultation with me, uh, that they're always asking about uh, how do I get more people on the calendar for my sales team? And regardless of the size of the business or what you are selling, if it's a service, it's a product or, or what have you, typically that bottom of funnel component in that last step before they enter into the sales process is getting some kind of call um, on the books. And so I want to break that open a little bit. And so really, you know, this is this is about those marketers who are sitting in this position where they have a CEO or um, a board or other people on their team, or maybe they're, they're a marketer who's working for a VP of marketing, and there's a lot of pressure being put on them. And, and guys, I understand. I've, I've been in that situation before. I know what it feels like. And you have a lot of pressure to prove that you can do what it is that you say you do, which is, which is marketing. Marketing people have the highest turnover out of any other seat in the company. Average time for a marketer to stay at a job is one year, um, whether that's them leaving on their own or them leaving because the company's asking them to leave or forcing them to leave. And so what we're gonna go through today is really gonna help prevent some of that, okay? So if you're sitting in that spot where you have that pressure, you have all these other things that you're balancing, you feel like you're super busy, there's all this stuff going on, and at the end of the day, you're, you've been doing you know a 12-hour day, and you go and look at the results, the KPIs, your dashboard, and you're like, where is it? Like, where are the things coming back to me? Um, this stuff should really help you. Same thing if you're a sales director, you're trying to figure out how do you get more calls on the calendar. If you're a business owner and, and you're sitting in this place of trying to grow without having to hire a whole bunch of people, without trying to figure out um, how do I make this happen so I don't spend a ridiculous amount of money to acquire these leads. So we're going to go through that today, guys. And that's really kind of the... Um, the, the main pain point that I want to I want to hit on. So what we're going to do to get started is just take a quick exploration of the buyer's journey. And I think most of you are probably familiar with it. We've talked about it a lot on a lot of different episodes, a lot of different content that we've put out. The buyer's journey is really the, the path that people go through before they make a purchasing decision with you or your company. Um, you actually go through the buyer's journey when you make a purchase on literally anything, even a pack of gum. Um, you're going through different stages of, of um, your consideration before making that purchase to see if that's the right purchase for you. So when we're looking at the buyer's journey as it relates to your service um, or software, most businesses are doing this the incorrect way. And I say that with all the love and the respect in the world, but most of the time, companies really focus a lot 
on top of funnel lead acquisition. That's awareness stage. That's the, the high level people, we're gonna try and give something away for free, a lead magnet, some kind of checklist, a free guide. We're gonna run ads to that. We're gonna send emails about that. Like they're, they're pretty good. You guys are pretty good about getting those leads to come in. And I think that's great. You have to have top of funnel lead acquisition. It's, it's imperative, right? We have to get leads somewhere. Um, but what we're not very good at on the, in, the, in, in the big scheme of things for most marketers is taking that lead, that top of funnel lead and getting them to go to the bottom of funnel, getting them to take that, that step that we want them to, which is book a call. Like let's put you on a sales uh, pipeline, right? Uh, let's create that deal. And so how do we get them to take that major step and how does the website play a role in that? Because I think that's also a big misconception is that the website is just there for looks or for it's just sitting there and uh, it's not doing its job because we're not getting enough demos and so on. So the reason most of the, the, the calls are not happening, the reason most of the people that come into the top of the funnel are not actually getting to that conversion step that we want them to in the bottom of funnel uh, which would be booking that, that demo or booking that consultation is because we're completely eliminating the nurturing into the consideration stage. So there's three stages, guys, to the buyer's journey, right? We have awareness stage, which is top of funnel. Things like, um, you know, I'm not really sure if I even need a website. I'm not really sure if I would need to do uh, any kind of content marketing. So somebody would come to my website and maybe download the five steps to uh, the uh, outlining your next blog post or the 10 step checklist for designing your next website or something like that, right? That's top of funnel. I'm not asking them to buy anything. I'm not asking them to book a call. It's just a resource that they're getting for free that's valuable. We have ton we have marketing strategy templates that you can download. I have tons of HubSpot content, HubSpot templates that you can download. We capture the lead, right? So you fill out the form, you become a lead in our system, and now that that um, prospect then has that piece of value, that valuable content. Where most people go wrong, like I was saying, is that they try and book a call right away. So the follow-up emails, if they even exist, are generally like, thanks so much for downloading it. Hopefully it's been helpful. If you're ready to take the next step, here's the link to book a call, and we're ready to talk with you and show you how we're gonna transform XYZ. Um, not the way to do it, guys. Like that's not going to deliver the results that you need. So what will, what, what does actually deliver the results in that situation? Well, um, you are literally jumping from awareness stage, top of funnel, you're skipping consideration stage, which is middle of funnel, and you're going down to that third stage, which is decision stage, which is bottom of funnel. And so top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel. And we're, we're leaving out one of the biggest pieces because most of the people who come to you, most of the people who hit your website, they're not in a buying position. They're not in a buying stage. They're not in a decision stage. They're in an awareness stage. Um, they are you know, problem aware. Maybe they're product aware now, but they're not needing to go to the next level. You haven't given them enough reason to do that yet. So at best, what you're gonna do in that situation is just hopefully be able to stay in the back of their mind so when they are in a position, they would come back to you. That's not gonna happen if you're not doing proper follow-up and you're looking at maybe years down the road before they even get to that spot, right? So what can we do instead? 
we need to insert consideration stage level content on your website. And the best way to do that, um, this is like the secret guys that will unlock so much for you because if you do this and you do this right, I promise you're gonna start getting a lot more calls on the calendar and it's not hard. It does not require developers. It's something that you can do immediately. You could even do it with your your iPhone, right? Like you could you could do this immediately. So the secret to this, the secret to booking more calls, booking demos uh, by using your website is to record some kind of masterclass, some kind of um, tips, strategies, webinar, something that's recorded. You can do it live if you, I recommend doing it live if you have the ability to um, in order to get people to show up. That's a different story. We'll talk about that on a different uh, video. But at the bare minimum, at the very least, recording a presentation. You can use slide decks, I recommend that too. Um, so you can walk through the specific topics of what it is you need to talk, walk through, but um, bare minimum, just get on a video. Just record yourself on camera talking about specific things. You can even pull, I've got a whiteboard back here that I use sometimes on different videos when I'm meeting with a client, I just need to pull out and, and you know whiteboard some stuff. It's great, It's it works great. You, you capture their attention immediately. So I know you're thinking, yes, we've done webinars, we do webinars all the time, what's the big deal about webinars? The difference is more than likely what you think a good webinar is is actually a bad webinar. More than likely what you think a webinar should be Generally, most people are thinking about it from the wrong context. They're thinking about it with the wrong things in mind. A webinar to this kind of an audience needs to be focused on three things. There's three components to a successful uh, masterclass, a successful recorded presentation. You could literally break the presentation down into thirds to talk about these exactly that way. So the first thing that you need to do, the whole entire first third of the presentation needs to be literally just getting on their level. You need to get on their level. You need to tell them exactly what their problems are. You need to outline their problems so that they know that you know they have this issue and you're you're telling them exactly what concerns they have, what problems they have. And you're saying, I totally am here. We, we solve these problems all the time. You're, you're getting on their level, okay? So initially, you're setting yourself up to be an authority in their eyes because they're seeing that you have that problem. You solve that problem for them. The middle section of that presentation needs to be you giving them value. You need to solve in a way that you want them to step-by-step step, show them how to fix their problem. It might be your software, your service. It might be something completely different, but you're giving value to them. And ideally, it's something that you can draw a direct correlation to what it is that you're doing, that you're selling, that your product or your service actually does resolve for them. But that middle section, you're providing nothing but value. Here are four steps. Here are three steps to solving that problem that we just acknowledged in the first third of the presentation. And then that last third, the very end, the last thing that you're going to do for um, this presentation is pitch them on getting some kind of call to action that you're trying to drive them to. It could be booking a strategy session. It could be getting a free demo of your product, but that's where you're going to pitch them. Now, I know what you're thinking. We already do that on our webinars, but my guess is, again, it's, it's not being done the appropriate way. So how do we get them to pitch? Well, or to, to hear our pitch and do what we want. So first, first third of the presentation, we're talking about the problems. We're talking about their problems that they have. Second, 
third, the middle third of this presentation, we're giving them um, a step-by-step -step plan for what they need to do to solve those problems. The third, third, the last third, the back part of the of the of your presentation, you're saying, okay, I've acknowledged you have these problems. We've just given you a step-by-step -step plan. Now you're at a decision point. You can either a take all of this information that I've just given you and you can go and implement it on your own and you're very capable of doing that. You're gonna have road roadblocks, you're gonna go through all these issues and all these things along the way, but you at least are armed with that information. Or B, if you wanna fast track through that, if you wanna skip all of these hurdles and, and solve this problem and get to that success considerably faster, saving time, money, all these resources, energy, all this stuff, we actually have a solution that does all of that for you. And so I'm gonna walk you through just a brief overview. And if you're interested, if that sounds like something you want to do, then what, what I want you to do is book a call with me. Or I want you to, what I want you to do is click on the, the button below and book a demo so that we can get started and just see how this works exactly for XYZ company, right? For your company. So that is, is, is really the intent of the back portion. And so what you would do at that point is just walk through the core tenets of your program or of your software. And so those are the keys to that presentation. So then what happens, right? So you've recorded it. You're going to make that a video. You're going to put it on your website. And once it's on your website, you now have the ability to send people to that page. So what I would do, I would draft up an email that has all of the bullet points, it's a great uh, kind of sales email that's enticing people to want to watch that video. And I'm going to send it to 100% of my email list. Maybe that's 200 people, maybe that's 15,000 people. Um, ideally, you're gonna segment out customers, but, um, or partners or students or interns or things like that. But you're, you want to send that to everybody, literally everybody. Salespeople or, or, or opportunities your salespeople work that went cold, you wanna send it to them. People who haven't opened an email in a year, you wanna send it to them. People that you're not, you're just automatically engaging with now, send it to them. People who are in the sales process with your sales team now, send it to them because that might be the last little hurdle that they need to go through, just see you talking to them or hear your voice answering these kind of questions or giving them whatever the process is that you want them to do. So now you've sent them to that. They've gone to the website and here's the, the, the kicker, because if you don't do this, this is where you're going to get messed up. This is where I'm going to say a bad word. I'm promised myself. I'm not going to say a bad word on this, on this video. This is where stuff gets messed up. So, um, you have to put your calendar on that page. Don't just settle with a form and then somebody fills out the form and they fill it out at 4 p.m. on a Friday and now your sales guy doesn't come in until 10 a.m. on Monday and he looks at it, he looks over the lead, he's like, oh yeah, I've got some emails, I'll, I'll get to this guy later. And then, you know, 3 p.m. on Monday, an email goes out to the person that filled out the contact form three days before and was like, hey, saw you filled out a form. Are you interested in a demo? Let me know what time works for you. I'll be happy to set something up, thanks. Like what a crappy email, what a crappy experience for the, the, the prospect that your salesperson's engaging with. That's That doesn't give them any kind of 
warmth or comfort or like you're addressing any of their needs, especially if your video was talking about how you make things easier for them, right? So you're actually preventing them from getting what they want. I think you guys could all point to really bad sales experiences do not let your company do that same thing. And so, yes, I understand a lot of you are marketers and you don't have the power to influence the sales team. I totally get it. But what you probably could do is get them convinced to let you use their calendar. So I would put their calendar, the sales team's calendar, embed it directly on the page underneath the video. That way, when they watch the video, they can book a call. And so once they book a call, now they're there, now they're on the calendar. And as a marketer, your top secret stuff in the background is, I'm gonna go over here and create automated emails that go out, but thanks for booking. Here are three things that you should know before your call. Send extra follow-up emails. Make sure you don't forget this call. We're gonna be going over blah, 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 blah. Um, like get them excited and make sure that they show up. And so those are the things that you can influence as a marketer um, in that situation. Um, the last component to this, follow-up. Follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. 50% of your sales will come from your pipeline, from the follow-up of you engaging with the people who watch this video or the people who engage with your webinar. So you want to do some kind of segmentation. You want to know who watched it, who didn't, or who came to it, who didn't. There's tons of software to do this. There's a lot of different things you can do, but at the bare minimum, like just pay attention to who signed up to watch. That's fine. That's a bare minimum. And everybody who watched, send them five, six, 10 emails afterwards that are just kind of going through different things in the video and then talking about the next steps and so on. And so that follow-up is really where you're going to get about half of those, uh, those book calls. And it might even take the full five, six, seven emails after they, they watch before they actually end up booking the call. Why? Because it takes on average nine times for us as humans to hear a message, to see someone's face, to hear their voice, to watch the commercial before we actually even consider it as an option. So not only that, if you do that follow-up really well, go back to the emails that you were sending people to watch this webinar and try it again the next week to all the people who didn't open those emails. Try it again the following week to the people who didn't open the emails. Why? Because this webinar, this masterclass you've created is good. It's got great content in it and it's booking calls for you. So why wouldn't you want to get as many people into it as possible, right? So just because you don't get, like people think of marketing campaigns to get people to go to their website and 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 they, they see them that they didn't convert well. Oh, we only got like 5% open rates and we only had 30 people click on it. When did you send it? What time of day, what month, what week? Like when, what time of year was that? Because what works today might not work next month and what's not working right now could be very well. The be perfect example, we're a website development company where our bread and butter is helping people get a better experience out of their website, whether that's just content or developing new websites, they're taking our website courses, so on. Um, in December, we sent out a whole bunch of information about booking calls to talk about websites. We had like no one book a call. No, like my, my sales calendar was so so slow for that particular service. But uh, come January, it was blowing up. Same invites, same emails going out as another reminder and boom, now we're blowing up. But we have people left and right trying to get on my calendar. And um, literally the only thing that changed was it was just a different time of year. It was a different, different things were going on for different people. Priorities are different. So don't let that, um, 
you know, the fact that somebody, your, your emails weren't opened initially, your list could be cold, warm them up, right? Try again in a couple of weeks, try again in a couple months, but doing this will allow you to 100%, you're 100% guaranteed to book calls and demos if you do this and if you do it regularly. That's it guys. That's the main thing that I wanted to share today. Um, Please, if you have not done done so yet, go to webcanopystudio.com slash assessment and book uh, your website conversion assessment. It's not like a call with me. It's not that kind of a call to action, but um, we've built the website conversion framework. It goes through all the essential components of what your website has to do in order to be a highly converting website. And we've put together an assessment that you can take on your own that's going to break down exactly where you're uh, falling short, where you should really focus your energy. And it's prioritizing the checklist inside of each of those different categories for you so that you can see, okay, where should I spend my time? And the best part is, for the most part, the best part is you don't need developers in order to help you make these changes. Most of them are all changes that you as the business owner, you as the marketer, you as the sales director can actually go in and make. So that's it guys. Uh, yeah, we'll see ya. Can't wait to chat. Bye-bye.